It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded all right. live. All right, all right. We'd like to welcome y'all here tonight uh, on T-O-E-T Radio, the three-time national award-winning T-O-E-T Radio. Tonight we are here with Hot Topic Tuesday, and boy, do we have a topic for you. First of all, I want to um, I want to um, introduce you to the um, my, my host tonight, myself, Dub Seeds, along with um, the incredible Max Spasia. Spasia. <laughs> Oh, let me take that out of my mouth. Now we're okay. Let's do this again. I'm Dub C's. I got my man, Matt Spage, in the house. And we got a new we got a new host tonight. Um, You want to introduce yourself to everybody, ma'am? I need no introduction. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> my name's Benita Offset. How's everybody doing? We're doing well. Blessed to have you joining us on the show tonight. Well, thanks a lot, Matt. Thank you, Dub C, for allowing me to introduce myself. What's up? We also we also still got in the spirit misconception. You know, she's not here, but she's going to always remain in the spirit. So, on that note, Matt, we gonna let's get it in. Let's get it in, Matt. You know, with the topic that we're talking about right now, we we're gonna go in on this election. You know, everybody around the world is talking about this election. They're protesting the election. So we gon we 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 got to we have to address this issue. And right now, I got people that chiming in on Facebook Live. You are tuned in to the three-time national award-winning POET Radio, and tonight it is hot topic. So the topic we're talking about is the elections, the effects, the aftermath, just the impact that this this um election has made. So if you have anything that you you want to voice, feel free to um get the number um that that's on the flyer and call us up and voice your opinion, or you can just type it in the thread, and I'll still make sure that my hosts know exactly what's going on. Yeah, definitely. Um, so like you said, Dubs, we're talking about the election. We're talking about the ramifications of the choice that half of the voting constituency made. And um, to all the people listening on whatever platform you happen to be finding us on this evening, I want you to start this trending if we can get this this way. I want hashtag on his ass trending. And the reason this needs to be trending is I'm really tired. I understand, and we're going to get into it. Trust me, we're going to get into it on the whole reasoning behind the hashtag not my president. But the reality is that he is. But we can still shape policy. You can still talk directly to your representatives and scare the living daylights out of them if you're going to be like, hey, if you support any of this, you're not going to have my vote. They get millions of emails like that. You best believe they're going to start listening. All right, right. That's what's up. Um, I, we, we, got, we, got a few, we got a few viewers in the house already. Huh? We got a uh, few of my friends, you know. And, and one thing that I do have to say that this election did more – one of the main things that this election really did was it opened it opened up a can that a lot of us probably didn't even think was there because we all have friends of different nationalities and ethnic backgrounds. But this election opened up opened up a, a big wide can, you know, because a lot of people's true feelings and beliefs came out with this election. So I'm really I'm really I'm really I, I really want to see. Um, how this this conversation pulls out because I've seen it within my my own Facebook threads over the, the period of this election. You know, I've seen some comments by people that 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 was really, oh man, you know, I'm not racist, I'm not this, I'm not that. But as soon as this um, election came up, I saw a lot of different views and a lot of different comments. So, you know, we gonna we gonna find out who's who, what's what, and the reason why. So, um, but Nita, anything you want you want to share right quick? Yes, absolutely. I um my a lot of my Facebook friends, or at least the ones that I end up seeing more closely than the others, have to be a a, a very deep consciousness group of people. And 
and so a lot of my folk were saying, well, we we really not all that upset about it because we see more of the truth is going to come out. It's actually like maybe one of the best things that's ever happened to us. Those people that have been uh, divided and against each other for so long are now going to come together because we now have a very real, a very true common enemy. Um, And that's kind of how a lot of the people in my circle have noticed it. And you know I also do the Conscious Thoughts Thursdays, and so that's part of, um, you know, that that makes sense for us. And we, we wanted to talk about it some more over there, and that's one of the things that we want to talk about is, well, what what are the good things about it? You know, there's always a silver lining, at least in my opinion, to almost every cloud. There might be some clouds that are just really, really, really effed up and no, you can't find a silver lining to him. But this one right here, I don't see it as the end of the world. He also talked so much about how upset he was about Clinton's NAFTA plan, and I completely hate that plan as well. And so maybe if he brings jobs back to our shore line, then that could actually be a good thing for us. Um, and another thing that he, you know, he talked a lot about her foreign policy and how messed up that was. So if he ends up making some changes there, then that could be better. And I personally thought that Clinton was really, really a bad choice. And I, I actually think that she's worse for us. And he just so happens to be an unapologetic racist, right? Out front, in the open, you know where you stand with him. And with her, it's all hidden. But they both are basically the same person. So... I ain't upset. I'm still chilling. Um, I've always had, you know, that healthy paranoia as any black sister does. So ain't nothing changed in my life. What say you, Matt? Um, I kind of have to agree with you a little bit. Um, Where I thought Trump was going to have an advantage was going to be futures, especially in the stock market. And that just didn't happen to be the case of, as soon as major news networks, especially the international ones like uh, BBC or uh, Al Jazeera, started calling the election in Trump's favor, we saw a 4% dip in uh, money futures. So that means that the global market is actually worried about Trump. Now, where policy takes us is going to be different here because he's also introduced some very democratic ideas already that he wants to get past uh, one of them was being his uh, student debt relief plan, which is something Clinton never talked about. I mean, neither did he, but a lot of news articles are talking about how he may have played his constituency. But I want to talk back to the fact that it doesn't matter if he played them or not. It matters that they identified with that kind of message. Exactly. I think that's, that's where we need to get to the core of and drill down to is how – in 2016 was that kind of message affirmed so strongly with our populace. Exactly. I got, you know, I got, I'm always, I'm always going to be that one. I mean, I, I I have to, I have to step out and say that some of what you said is right, but I know I'm going to get a, I know I'm going to get a lashing for this, but I'm just, I guess I'm just must be old fashioned. And if they say what you see is what you get, what I see, I'm not impressed with. Because there's a lot of things that I'm against, you know. For one, he just he just kind of came out boldly, you know. He he had the thing where he's bragging about the way he treats women, you know. And my mother's a woman, my sisters are women, you know. I've been in a relationship. I'm in a relationship with a woman, so why would I want? Why would I agree in any form or fashion with somebody that's saying, you know, just to comment, oh, grab her by the pussy, oh, do this. You know, that was really disrespectful to women, period. The thing is, I say this because he's glorifying the fact that you can go and do anything. Just, you know, I mean, every I don't even know where to start. Everything the guy came out the guy's mouth, he contradicted himself. You know, I, too, went back and looked at old commercials that he did back in the day. Oh, I'd be a, I would be, I, if I ran for president, I'd do it as a liberal, I'd do it as a Democrat, but he came back, he did it as a, what, as a Republican. Oh, I'd do this. No, I mean, everything out of this man's mouth was a damn lie. And I don't personally, either one of them that got in office, it still would have ended up the same thing because a politician is what? Just that. They there for self. They there for the fact of, regardless how we see 
oh, this side and that side, they all going to sit at the same table. They still going to come up with the same plan. It's still going to be the same thing. Look at when Obama went in. Everybody say, oh, we got a black president. But then as soon as things didn't come out the way they say, they say, oh, the hell with Obama. You know, he's just like them. So what makes Hillary and Trump any different? You know, Trump glorified everything that I'm against, to be honest. I personally, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a straight male, but I don't have anything. If your preference is, if, if, if your preference is someone of the same sex, you know, I'm not God. Who am I to judge you by that? That's between you and God. I have friends that, you know, gay, lesbians, bisexual, whatever, and I don't judge them. So for the comments that he made against, against um, that community, that was wrong. But where he really touched me the wrong way, my heart goes out to the disabled. And when he mocked a disabled person, I asked nothing in the world Trump can say to make me even say, yeah, well, that may work. You know, he's just putting in my words. He's a complete asshole. He's a complete mm-hmm. asshole. Miss <laughs> Panina? I, uh, yeah, you know, it's just Doug C has got that closet humor going on. I can't help but laugh at that when you just said, you know what, forget it. He's just an asshole. That, that's funny to me. But but anyway, I, um, I completely, you know, the, th- the things that you're saying are not false. You know, they're absolutely true. So, you know, he's definitely an unapologetic asshole, too, along with it, but... He's, uh, I guess, made his way and made money doing it that way, and and he does happen to, you know, um, benefit from a certain privilege where he can walk like that and talk like that and still get um, basically elected president. I mean, he even said, he said, I can go outside, shoot somebody, and keep it moving, and y'all still elect me president. So what does that say about us as a people or all those people who – voted for him. I mean what 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 does that say about them? You know? Or what does that say? And I know that I've seen all kinds of memes just like the two of you all have on Facebook, things like, you know, just because a person voted for Trump doesn't don't mean that they're a bad person. Just because a person voted for Hillary doesn't mean that she's a bad person they're a bad person either. It's like we're not supposed to be looking at each other that way. So I apologize for saying that because I, I, I'm not trying to make judgments here. I'm usually a very open-minded person. I guess what I'm saying is, like, <laughs> why or how does something like that even happen, right? So there, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a very spiritual person, and I believe in purpose. So there's got to be a reason, Dubsy. There's got to be a reason, Matt S. There's got to be a reason why. This man has been elected president. What what's the reason? And I mean even you know if he's a, he's he's upfront and open sexist, he's a upfront and open racist, he's a upfront and open homophobe, you know all those things that Dub C said. I mean I I never really liked the person much. I mean it's not like I would invite him over to my house for, you know, chicken and grits, but you see my but you see my point? <laughs> I, I I still got to live my life. I still got to move around. So what are we gonna do, Dubsy? What? I got a hey, I got a, I got a um, one of my one of the Facebook viewers have a damn good question. He said, "How you feel about Trump asking Obama to stay and help him and calling him a great president after all of this?" Well, he said jazz, but I know I know what he's talking about after all of the things about the birthright, the birth certificate, and crap. Now that's a good question. After everything he said about President Obama, he's a, he's this, he's that, he's garbage, he's trash. Then you sit and ask this man to stay and help you. Why would you need help from somebody if you really didn't like him, you don't want him around, and you really want him gone? Why would you want his help? And to address the fact, you know, I did a little homework on Trump. You know, Trump didn't make a lot of money. Trump was born into money. Trump was born into billions. He didn't go out and make that money. He was born into it. And, you know, he he made a few dollars after, but he was born into that money. So, you know, every a lot of people think that um, Donald Trump was this, this hustler that, oh, he just went out. No, Donald Trump was born into that money, and he took the money, and if you really if you really pay attention, he misused, he, mis, he misused power, put it like that. You know, what about the university where 
he um he, he scandaled everybody out of their money, closed the university down. What about that? He called Hillary a cheater and a liar. He lied to everybody. He took their tuition money, took hard. These people have hard-earned money. He took it just to build his, to fat his pockets and left them hanging. You know, it's a lot. It's a lot of ways. I, you know, I just look and I just shake my head. But you had a good point too. You know, it, it must be a reason because ev- everything happens for a reason. Everything happens for a reason, so it has to be a reason behind it. But can it, can either one of you guys, any one of you guys, want to address that question? How do you feel about Trump asking Obama to stay and help him after calling and calling him a great president after all of the stuff he had brought up about his birth certificate? I think it's a smart move. I think it makes a whole lot of sense, and I think it's the reason why he's been able to be in, you know, from some perspectives, a smart businessman. It doesn't make sense to not uh, work for a good, smooth transition, period. It doesn't make good business sense. It doesn't make good sense, period. And then the whole idea of talking bad about him, well, that's all part of the campaign. You running against his his party, right? So if the current president is in the party and you're running exactly the opposite of that party, then you know, you, you crack them jokes, you make those names, you call those names because you, you're trying to solicit some support from the party that you're running in. And the party that you're running in is direct, you know, they, they directly do not like the current president So because that's not part of their party. So it makes sense. You know, it's like he played the game. I think he's just, you know, he, he knows how to play the game. He knows the rules to the game. He knows how to play the game. And that's the answer to that, at least from my perspective. Matt? Yeah, I want to address a couple points. First, the um, question from the live stream. I think, honestly, it's because he's becoming more informed. Um, You're obviously not told things when you're just a candidate, but I think that now he's the president-elect and that he's starting to sit through these briefings and starting to meet with him. He's having to look at it from a completely different perspective and seeing the management and, honestly, the progress that was made under the Obama administration in a multitude of aspects. So I think that's where Trump comes in and says, yeah, you're actually a great president. I think he's just better informed than what he was, especially when he was doing it purely out of rhetoric and before he was you know, serving as the, pre- you know, the president-elect of the United States. Um, and to address Benito's point of how did this come to happen, because everything does happen for a reason, um, a little bit of historical precedence is where I was looking at it, it's like, okay, where, where did this you know, stir from? And we don't have to go back that far to see very vivid um, resistance to LGBT rights. It, just in our country alone, we can see vapid pushback from that. And if we go back even further, it wasn't 70 years ago before you know a massive comprehensive civil rights bill was passed. Like, and it was you know 150 years before that that slavery was legal in this country. And even if you look at it from a purely economic, not a, remove the cultural and moral standards, let's look at it from a purely economic standard. America up until you know after World War II based a large majority of their portion of their economic policies in isolationism it wasn't until we became a a hegemonic power that we began to branch out and trade very much so with these other countries we did during the industrial revolution but we were mainly self-producing they were buying it from us but now we have an export deficit so he called on that just deep rooted isolationism and you see it prevalated even further in midwestern and southern states because it is a somewhat isolated culture there's not a lot of different influences coming in so i think he was able to tap on that um deep-seated and very real cultural prevalency of isolationism and i think that's how he was able to do it what do y'all think about that i i must agree i must agree um just um she um one of one of the viewers had um, made a made a comment earlier. I, I actually it slipped by. One of the one of the um, viewers had made a comment and said that um, everything that we're we're discussing the um, the racism and everything, all of this stuff was there ahead, um, years ago, but it was just neatly put away. And that that co- that co- coincides with what you're saying, Matt. You know, it was all it's always been there, but it was isolated and put away. And what he did was. 
like you said, what he did was tap into those, tap into those, you know, he used that as energy to build, and that, and I got to agree, that's exactly how he done it. Smart move, do I agree with it? No, because of the effect of it, but was it a smart move on his part? Yeah. I mean, he didn't win the popular vote, but our uh, founding fathers didn't trust the general population enough to make the popular vote for president actually matter. And that's exactly why the electoral college is in existence. It's not for easier delegation, because it's way easier just to count something instead of counting something and then delegating it over to another complete separate person and going to this entire other voting process. You're literally adding two layers. So it's not the simplicity of process. It's because of the founding fathers' intent of the Electoral College. It's to serve as a buffer because information did not travel quickly enough in that time for the citizens to become well-educated and versed in the topicality of the debate. That's legitimate wording from Jefferson, by the way. to vote accurately on the presidency. So not only is it time to abolish the Electoral College, but we as artists, activists, and, I'm, and I message the POET Information Center, I put it on my social media, and I talk to people about it. It's like, if you care, if you feel why this kind of race, religion, and bigot-based policy is coming from, if you feel that that is unjust, then we have work to do. You can't just sit, we can't just sit by and idly complain about it. But uh, I absolutely see a uh, Southeast Wisconsin caller on the line. I want to go ahead and bring them in. Okay. Uh, Southeast Wisconsin, you're live on uh, Hot Topic Tuesdays on POET Radio. If you want to tell us who you are and where you're calling from. This is uh, BMO at BMO Magazine. <laughs> what's up, cuz? Hey, what's happening, man? How you doing? I want... I want uh, put a little uh, uh, finesse on this uh, question about Donald Trump. Uh, a lot of people don't understand this. This is a man of business. The uh, Running for president was a challenge for him. It wasn't the point that him becoming president or anything due to the fact of his embarrassment when Obama went on stage and made all the comments about him while he was in the crowd at the campaign speech that Obama was giving. See, everybody didn't understand that was a, a, a rubbed the wrong way with him. See, running for president with him is like a slap in the face. He likes challenges. He likes the challenge of people. Like right now, by him becoming president, if you look at him how he walks in the office, he's not the same Donald Trump because it's not a challenge anymore to him. He likes to win and conquer. But once he conquers, it's like a step away from what he has, okay? It's like a, a trophy he puts on a shelf. Now he looks for the other uh, ex, uh, uh, business or whatever it is to conquer. You know, he's not, he's not a man that likes to stand still. See, White House keeps you standing still. He has to go through campaign papers, uh, election speeches, uh, sit with people in meetings. See, he's not that person. He likes to be on a plane. He likes to be at the Hustler Club. He likes to be where the strippers at. He likes to be where the party's at. You know, th- he can't do that stuff anymore now. See, that's a problem to Donald Trump right there. But running for president was like a slap in the face for anybody to understand because you, you got to look at this man's scenario of who he is. He got outside kids. He don't have an education. He's never been in the military. He was born with money, $14 million right off the back, 21-year-old from his dad. His family was not born in the United States. This man, has, uh, he, don't have a, he don't have an education. Right now, being a fireman with an education is more education. How can you tell your kids to go to school now to become something when you have a president that never been to school to become a president or been educated to become president? You know, he's never been, he's never served any military at all. He's never had invested his money, nothing in the United States except what he bought here. He got bad credit. He couldn't get the casino. So it ain't all about this. All of this was a challenge for him. He likes to divide and conquer, and he divided the state with different people during to, with the racism thing. When he, As you see how he came in at the beginning, throw him out of here, I'll pay for it, I'll pay for your lawyer, I'll do this, I'll do that. But the thing was, everybody didn't understand. It's a show to him. It's like The Apprentice. You're fired. And everybody has to understand in the White House, 
when you're not doing what this man wants you to do, he's going to find a way around to do what he wants to do. I don't care what nobody says in the White House that they have to go through these all these accusations and these litigations and all these papers. This is a man that can find a loophole when he really wants something done because this is a man that likes power and money. It ain't about the people, and these people don't understand that voted for him. This man, he's going to decide, figure out a way how to turn it upside down the way he wants it. If it's not the way he wants it done, He's going to throw a tip for tantra, and he's going to do exactly the way he wants it done. Or he's going to X out everybody that he wants out of there. See, the Republicans built a monster, and they didn't realize what kind of monster they built, a man with power and greed. See, the Republicans ain't greedy like this guy is. This guy likes it all, and he likes that Trump name to be really big so everybody can see it. <laughs> so... So so far as this far as this presidency thing, this was just another trophy on the shelf for him. To show Obama, yeah, now look. If I can do this and you went to college, you became a lawyer, you've been all of this, look at me, I just I just had money. I had money to make me do this exactly the way I am right now. Money did this for me. You went to school, you had the education, you and your wife was a lawyer, all the presidents in here went through all of this. So now what they're going to have to figure out how to do for this presidency next time, they're going to have to have some qualification standards. They're going to have to build a qualification standard in order to become a president now. Because right now, even a kid in fifth grade can run for president now. It doesn't even matter. Well, that's that's the law, though. You know, we yeah, learned that in grade school. All you have to do is be born in the United States and be 31 years old. There's no I law understand. that says that you have to have a college degree. No, and the no, way no, this no. country that is, is set up, no, and the no, way this country that. is set up, bro, he, I understand you don't, you don't really I'm need saying. a college degree to be I'm the saying. president. The president is a facilitator. All he Absolutely. needs to do is put but the right people in, up underneath here's him. Here's what I'm trying to say. This is what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to say they tell us to go to school to become something. Yeah, but they, they don't tell, tell us, us to go to, to, go to school, bro, because we can be no, president. No. They tell us to go to school so we can be enslaved to them. No, 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 that's not, I'm I'm talking about something else, man, because I've been taught that I'm, I'm 51 years old, and my mama always told me, if you're going to get this job, you need a G, you need a GED or a high school diploma, or no one is not going to hire you. No one is not going to hire you for a job. Now, this is what we tell our kids all the time. Yeah, but see, somebody Are like Are you going Trump, to college? I mean, because I'm college? just going back to what you say, bro. Look, look, listen, listen to me, baby, listen. So, mm-hmm. you go... You, I'm, I'm going off of what you say. I'm not disagreeing with what you're saying. I'm just adding to supporting, co-signing, and helping. Um, uh-huh. uh, so what what I'm hearing you say is because you you came up with some facts that I didn't even know, and I appreciate that. Appreciate you, bro, for that. So one of the things that you said is that he was um, 21 years old. Boom, 14 million dollars. Right. Absolutely. So he right didn't he didn't he didn't even need. Uh, a eighth grade diploma, a high school diploma. He just no, got he it just cause, but he didn't need that because his pa- family already boom gave him what he, you know, what I'm saying. Right. Like there you go. really to survive in this country, what 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 do you need? You, I mean, like really, really, really fundamentally, what? you you just don't money. need a no, high no. school diploma. What you need is to be able no, to know no, how no, to no. work a business, grow your own that, food. How many how I'm, many I'm people saying. we have coming into this country from other countries? who have no education, who was probably criminals right. in their other countries, and they start businesses here all the time. That's because that's, that's money that we give them to start with. Mm-hmm. We, give them, we give them money to start with when they come here. This is the reason why they, 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 they clone the, the hair businesses. They, they clone, they become doctors over here. They get that mm-hmm. degree. They, they get the uh, good financial aid and grants and everything. They get all of that. Right. They get all of it. When we born here, we get a slap and we get a bill when we walk out of here. That's what we get when we come in this world in the United States. We get a bill, and that bill keeps coming, and they send that bill to your house when you're buried in your grave, and you have to tell them that you're dead. So I would rather my people don't get any more bills, don't get any more loans. Right. Do like Trump. Don't go to school. That, right. Don't, don't have an education. But, 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 but because one of the things is, you said is that he's he's underqualified. He don't know this, and he don't know that, and he don't no, know this, no. and he don't know that. But, but, but there's but, plenty of people but, in this country who do know it. And he knows yeah, how, and he got the money is, to find here, them. But, but here's what he is: he's a learner. That's he right. He learns everything he needs to know. And like once you said, he he's a conqueror. Office, 
Once, once he stepped in that office, see, Donald Trump don't do emails and all that. He likes to read everything that he does, paperwork, books. He's not going to go on a computer for nothing. He's not going to do any of that. He's like, he's real old school. He's not going to go do it. That's, that's the reason why you never, he just learned how to use a cell phone from what I just read about him. So he's very old school. So he's going to read everything that he wants to learn. This is the reason why he finds a loophole in everything. When we do the computers and everything, we find a quick way to do everything. We Google everything. See, when you read a book, you're not going to find, you're going to, you're going to find that loophole when you're reading books and you're reading newspapers and all. You see little loopholes like, wow, man. But when you're doing a computer, you can skip everything that you, you really should be learning from, from, the, from the beginning with a book. You can, you can Google anything and go quickly right at it. But a book ain't going to let you do that because you're going to have to read everything from the beginning to the end, the editing part, the, the publishing part. You're going to know all of that. So you don't that's, have to Google right. all of you that. That's right. You can see the mistakes, too. Right, bro. You so, can so, see so, the mistakes, yeah. so, too. So Donald Trump, he's a learner. And once he gets in that White House, he's going to learn everything he needs to learn. And this is what's going to make him become what he wants to become. And once he finds that loop, that as long as he keeps that money and these buildings built everywhere with these trunks flying on there and keep these people paid that, that he wants to get paid and these uh, racist people in the Republican or, oh, don't get me wrong, we got some in Democratic too. We got, we, got, we got some racist people everywhere. But the thing is, this is the United States. And we open up this door, we open up this Pandora box, all of us, everybody. With right now, black people need that they need to learn how to come together. They need to have to understand that we're the only we're the only culture that doesn't have a military. We're the only culture that doesn't stick together. We're the only culture that will tie each other down and won't build nothing with each other and invest our money in. You got Koreans, they build money with each other. White people build money with you. Even the country, people on farmlands put money with each other next on the farm in, in Kansas City and Iowa. I drive through there all the time with my 18 wheel. These people work together. Amish people, when the towns I go through, they don't allow my trucks to go through their small city and Amish people because they don't allow cars and trucks to come through their city. You got to go around. We are the only cultures that won't build a foundation where we can make our own rules and make our own understanding. We will tie each other down as best as we can, and, and then we'll look at each other like, what's the problem? But we are the only culture that don't have anything that would protect us. That, that's why then I was looking at the little boy and said, I'm going to Canada, and he said they don't have a president. I'm like, yeah, but you got the queen over there. She makes decisions. Somebody makes decisions. You're not going over there in the country that ain't making no decision. Every country got somebody that's making a decision. But Donald Trump is just one of those men. He found the loophole. Now, this is another challenge for him is how to figure out how to win this next term. Because, see, we didn't see your tricks and trades now. You know, now, what other, tricks do you, what other tricks do you got that you, you got that we haven't seen yet now? So that's my thing is that this is a man that I'm watching and I'm learning from. As a black man, I'm watching this man and I'm learning from him. And, if, and by me trying to build my business, I want to know how this man is doing all of this and making this money. So, And that's what we all need to pay attention to. If we're going to be successful in anything, take a little of these things that these people are throwing out there and learn these things so you can add it to what you got so you can become bigger than what you is. I want, I, I want to sit back and relax too. I don't want to just keep crying and crying and crying and making excuses and making making uh, uh, things to just to just make excuses for my life and that. no 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 no. If this man got something that I need, I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna I'm gonna add it to what I got. Maybe it might work for me. But this is a man that became president. And he got his credit is worse than mine. Shit. Excuse me. I'm sorry. <laughs> but you know, and he got he got kids, other kids running his office by another woman. Mm-hmm. You know, and then he's telling our military that he don't care about this and Obama and and all of this. So okay, but if we don't fight, if we don't have a military wall up or something to protect the United States, guess what? You know, we're going to have a serious problem here. But you can't, you know, this man is trying to make some decisions that nobody else ever wanted to make. But one thing I can say about him, the marketing strategy that he has for making his money, he does have an idea for this trade thing. He's absolutely right that all our business going out of state, let's make them pay if they want to take our business out of our United States. Let's make them pay if they want to come over here and do business in the United States. Because sometimes I'm getting tired of people talking to me like I'm crap when you're not even from the United States and you're telling me 
I'm worthless. I'm coming in your business and you telling me I'm worthless and I'm spending my money in your your service station and your place and then you walking around in your store like I'm finna steal some. And one thing people have to understand about Koreans and um Palestinians and I'm not I'm not sure I I won't put the name of the if it's on the and white people, you know, and 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 and, and I want to I want to say this and make sure people understand this clearly. People are used to people stealing things from them, and they they they, they can they can uh, observe people stealing from them sometimes because that's something that they've been doing most of their life. You know, when you go in an Iranian store and they walking around watching you, and and if you notice in their country you steal something, you get your hand chopped off. They'll chop your hand off for stealing and or something. And they got different, they got old rules. So, you know, they so used to that, they just gimme, gimme, gimme. Don't take, don't take, don't take. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Don't take, don't take. They're used to that. They're used, that's why they think everybody else steals. Everybody steals. Watch them. They said the black people steal. Watch them when they walk in the store. You know, like the Korean dude with the guy that opened up all the hair stores. The black dude that opened all the hair stores, he's walking around pricing everything that he needs to buy for all his hair products. And the Korean dude came out with a golf stick and chased him out of his store. And he said, I was just trying to do some business with you. Just because he was black, he thought dude was in there casing his store when he was really in there trying to spend $4,000 for hair stuff to open up his, for his hair salon. So, you know, that just runs in their trade or their life. They're so used to taking, they think everybody takes from them. They think everybody's a taker. See, black people are praying people. We have always been praying people. All I, if you look at through our cultures, we have always been praying people. You have never once seen a slavery move where one white man chased one black man. The, white people were the first gangs that was ever created. You have never seen a one white man chase a black man in a slavery group. Never. So you're going to have to understand. This is why they don't understand. When they see black people in crowd, they understand the power of numbers. They understand it. That's why they chose the military to protect them. That's why they chose the police station to protect them. They chose all higher grounds to protect them because they know how strong we really are if we ever came together. They know this. I don't, Absolutely. I, I don't agree that we um, didn't come together. I think that we actually did come together to not <clears throat> no, no, I, uh, Clinton I'm just in. Take, I think there's some. Act of, it shouldn't take an act, act of crime or murders or anything for us to come together. Well, we, I mean, are, we are, we're, we're, we're very kind people. We're, we're, black people have always been kind people. We're yeah. very friendly. You're absolutely, you're absolutely right about that. What I'm saying is, I got to kind of intervene with this because this is an hour show, and you know we can't, we can't, we got other other um, comments and. Oh, okay. Like, my fault. That's my fault. This is our show, and it's like, all right, all right. That was my. That's all I had to say, bro. You know that's. <laughs> uh, I mean, we definitely you know, appreciate you calling in, man, and we appreciate your opinions. Oh, thank uh, you. We're definitely going to discuss some night, of the points. You know. All right. You too, man. Keep hanging out with us. So, Benita, you were trying to address some of the points. Do they call him in? The one real quick thing, thanks a lot, Matt. I appreciate that. But the one thing that I wanted to say was that, yes, a lot of the things that the brother said are absolutely correct, that we need to come together stronger. But I feel like with this particular election, when they were analyzing it, they saw that less black folk, less Hispanics or Latinos, however you want to describe that group of people, less um, even white folks, less homosexuals, less in every area came out for Hillary the way they did for Obama. And so that's obvious that our people were saying no. We were analyzing Hillary. We were saying she's not a good fit for us, and we were united on the fact that, no, we don't want her to be our president. The lesser of two evils was just way too evil, and we said, no, we're not voting her in. So, yes, some people did come out and vote, and, yes, some people did choose the lesser of two evils, but there are enough people who elected to not vote or at least not vote for her. And I think that that shows unity. That's all I wanted to say. Definitely. Right. I want to speak on the uh, unity thing. Um, 8% of the black community voted for Trump. 92% of the voting black community 
voted for a, another candidate, primarily Hillary Clinton, but you know some went to Gary Johnson, some went to uh, whoever that third candidate was who got like a third of a percent of a vote. Um, and it, that it, it does speak to unity. And Hillary Clinton's numbers compared to Barack Obama's uh, percentage of voting constituency was higher in a lot of different areas. But the problem was her overall numbers were lower, and Trump turned out voters who hadn't voted in the last election. Um, His numbers were, I think it was something like 8 million more than Romney, like uh, quite a bit more. And he was able to mobilize that, like we said earlier, based on isolationism. Um, And to the caller's point on... um, the black community lacking a military. Uh, if we're talking about it like home ownership, um, he does have a point, but overall um, there's not really that big of a percentage difference. Um, according to the Pew Research Group, um, this was posted in uh, late 2016, um, it's t- 38% of black households own a gun compared to 42% of white households. If you're looking at it specifically in the Midwest, which has the highest rate of gun ownership, 58% of white households do, 53% of black households do, 48% of Hispanic households do. So um, if we're talking about self-ownership of rifles or pistols in the home, then the rates are really not that different. So America still remains one of the most armed countries in the world. So I really just, that point kind of bugged me. All right, you're tuning in to the three-time National Award winning POET Radio. We're here tonight with um, Hot Topic Tuesday, and we are addressing issues to do um, with this election that just happened and um, President-elect Donald Trump. Um, your thoughts and your comments are welcome. Um, I see we we got a few viewers coming in, and um, one of one of the viewers say that um, Trump says that um, Trump says to stop the race hatred from his supporters, but then turns around and hired a well-known racist. Well, you know, my my view on that is regardless regardless of who's hired, you know, the cat's out the bag. Regardless, I mean, racism has always been here. And it, it, it's kind of it's like within it within this within this election everything was basically put in one ball. Racism happens to be the main thing everybody keeps going on going on. You know, okay, even if he didn't become the president, he'd still be a racist. You know, from what he says, he, he was he was one before he became the president. So nothing changed because of becoming the president. I guess the way I look at it now, we can complain all we want. He's in there. He's in. He's in there. You know, and I actually saw it's not just it's not just um, the black people that's feeling because I was just downtown um, Fort Myers, Florida. We was having dinner, and they was having a protest. And as we walked across the street, and the protest crossed us, I think I seen one or two black people, and it was like whites, and it was it was more whites. And I'm like, wait a minute, you know, because not really thinking, I I, I felt that. I thought that, okay, the white people got Donald Trump in, they satisfied because some of the ignorant ones that I have been been coming in contact with were like, yeah, we got the White House back, you know, the White House is white again, you know. I've seen all the comments about how they finally got a classy, oh, we finally have a classy first lady again, you know. We can finally get that, that monkey in high heels. I, you know, all of those comments are what we've been coming across, so it makes us look kind of, sad at the situation, but we still have other issues that need to be addressed. It's not just the racism. Racism's been here. You know, I've been dealing with that since birth, and I've, I've and when I moved to Green Bay is when I, I've always heard of it, but when I moved to Green Bay, that's when I was really introduced to it. And it, it's really, it's not, it's, not a, it's not a peaceful thing. So, I mean, Donald Trump is who he is. The one thing you can say about him is you know what you get with him. You know exactly what you get with them. Hey, Matt, um, is there? Uh, do we have we have anybody? Anything you want to say? I mean, what you got there? Um, yeah, I have to agree with you, Dubs. You do know what you're getting, and while it is in a lot of ways just intolerable, it's it's something that we have to work with. And something about the elections that we're really not talking about is how many people did legitimate research on their congressmen. How many people did legitimate research on their senatorial races, both at the state and federal level? When the Republicans took over, in, you gave 
not only did you allow, if you did not vote, you allowed a presidency from Trump, but you also allowed a Republican-controlled Congress. So I think that we're not really talking about how much of that ballot was left blank or how much of that ballot was voted on without the legitimate research that we put into the presidential um, discussion. But I also see Queen Amina out there, and I want to get to her shortly. Uh, any comments, guys? No, uh, if, if Benita don't have a comment, you know, it's up to Benita. I, I don't have a comment. I want to hear from the. I want to hear from the people. We got some people waiting to say something. Oh, yeah, let's go ahead and bring on uh, yeah, Queen yeah, Amina. Yeah, let's, let's let's hear from the people. <laughs> <laughs> we the people. Queen Amina. What up? What up? What up, everybody? How y'all doing? That's it. Hey, you know I had to tune in because you know I have so much to say on the situation. We're going to be talking about this tomorrow on my show, too. But I want to agree with you. When it comes to Trump, I feel like he is horrible as a person, but he does keep it real. You know, he, he even though he's a flip-flopper, he's saying what he genuinely feels. He hates everyone but himself. And that's what it is. And that little, to whatever he did on 60 Minutes, like, oh, racism picked up because of me. Stop it. No, he sucks with that. But at the end of the day, he is real. He is letting everybody know what he hates and the fact that he's always been about hate. And the fact that people that are not and cannot think for themselves chose to say, hey, this is who I'm voting for, this is who I'm going to follow, it's because they are very weak-minded and they needed someone to bring hate back to light because a lot of people suppress hate. You know how many teachers been dying to tell their students they don't like them? You know how many people at Walmart been dying to spit on you? You know what I'm saying? So he gave them a platform to say, hey, look, I, I can say what I want to say, so can you. And that's basically what it is. He brought it to the light, and a lot of people that are hiding the hate that he has they're not going to be happy with it, so they're going to try to overthrow him. And they're going to try to push hate back under the rug and hide it, but at the same time, they're still going to hate secretively. I'd rather you give me my hate up front. And that's just real. <laughs> Queen Don't <Apple>. sugarcoat it. <laughs> you know. So, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm mad. I'm, I'm happy about the protest. I really am because a lot of college kids and high school children are standing up. They really are because they want a better future. But at the same time, when we haven't gotten rid of old hate, new hate is not nothing new because it's not new. It's just always been there. They've just suppressed it. So in a way, you know, I mean, and me personally, I don't think Trump's going to make it to four years. Honestly, he signed up for a job that he did not research. He don't know shit. What, what the, I, I did a video. Trump has this video. It's like, oh, yeah, I know words. I know big words. And he don't know no words. The man can't even spell it if you ask me. His sons look like beavers and buttheads. His daughter looks like Carol Ann grown up. You know, they're crazy. They're go he's going to get impeached in my eyes. He really is. If not, somebody that doesn't want hate is going to attempt to do something to him. I'm not wishing it on him because I don't wish bad on anybody. But at the same time, I believe people who don't want hate on the forefront are going to get him out of office, period. Or he's going to quit because it's going to be too much for him. And that's how I feel. I guess, I guess it's kind of cool what, um, what Bernard was saying, you know, it was a to, to, to become president was a challenge with him. It's, it's, I mean, I'm not comparing myself to the president, but it's the same as myself. Everything that I do, I'm a competitor by life. Everything that I do, I compete. No matter what it is, I have to. I have to. I have. It's, everything has to be a challenge. If there's no challenge left, I don't want to have anything to do with it. So I, I got on that. On that note, I agree with Bernard, and I, I agree with what you're saying. You know, he's gonna get to a point where he's gonna say, "Hey, you know, I mean, it can't be for the money. He has more money than the president makes. So mm -hmm. you know, it's money." Have have you all watched that TV show House of Cards? It's not about the money; it's about the power, and it's yeah. not about mm -hmm. the wisdom. You don't; it doesn't require wisdom. The job, I keep saying, like, like for instance, George Bush had Condoleezza Rice, he had Colin Powell, 
he had, he's going to, mark my words, make himself a cabinet of highly responsive, highly intelligent individuals who will help honor his path that he hopes to go down. He doesn't need, you don't need wisdom to do the job. You just don't. That's the reason why. All you have to have, you have to be born in the country and 31 years old. That's it. It doesn't require it doesn't require intelligence. All it requires is somebody who can facilitate others. And he can. We know this. He can facilitate others. He doesn't need to know big words. He doesn't need to know. No, he doesn't have to get a good grade on the GRE, graduate record exam. He doesn't have to do that to be the president. He's not trying to get a Ph.D. That's not necessary. There's plenty of people out here in this world who have PhDs that he can hire to do whatever a PhD person would need to do up in the cabinet. All he has to do is think, have a little bit of common sense. When somebody brings him the information, they're going to say, well, we're looking at it from this perspective, that perspective, and this perspective. And then he's going to think about it and make a decision. But still, it has to go through the Congress anyway. Yeah, when it comes to power, probably gonna be the easiest job he's ever done, actually. So, so I mean, sis was funny. She had me rolling. You know, I had my phone on mute for a little bit, but definitely, <laughs> definitely, I was laughing. You know, you know, she cracking some jokes there. But truth, the truth is, it's it's a it's a joke anyway. And he has definitely got the laugh, laugh. Last laugh on all of us. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna tune in to your show tomorrow, sis. I can't wait to hear what you and your callers have to say. <laughs> We're gonna have a live guest, and you know what? I'm not gonna lie. I'm 36, about to be 37. I'm running for president in 2020. How about that? Okay. I think it's gonna take some people too. Okay. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. My voice is that loud, so I'm running. All y'all vote for the queen. Okay. okay. Like, 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 I'm, I'm helping to facilitate this call, phone call right here tonight. So if I facilitate all these people trying to talk at the same time, along with Matt and Dub C, the three of us, we need to run for office. We can have a ticket with three people trying to be president at the same time. All right, we got a tribunal over here. (laughs) Y'all can clearly not pick individual candidates, so we got you a party pack at (laughs) that. All right, all right. Uh, you're tuned in to the three-time national award-winning POET Radio. We are here tonight with Hot Topics. Tuesday, myself, Doug C., Max Fasia, and our new co-host, Miss Bonita, 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 Bonita Applebaum. <laughs> I just get it. No, but um, the topic is serious, you know what I'm saying? And and we do appreciate everybody that's calling in and that's making their comments. You know, we got we got quite a few views that that came in, you know, and and left comments in the thread, but. I mean, Queen, we, we we appreciate you calling in, and I will be tuning in to your show tomorrow. You know that. You know that. Um, Matt, Matt, we got anything going on? Uh, no, we're, we're going to be hanging out with uh, Queen Amina, and I'm definitely tuning in tomorrow because I got bars for this situation. Yes! I'm just, as a poet activist, and I've said this, I know I have, and I'm preaching it because apparently I need to be. Um, we now have a bigger responsibility than we had before because, what, like, we are still in the majority. Remember that, you know, the side against this kind of, you know, outright bigotry had the popular vote. So we are in the majority, but uh, 55 billion people, we got 55 million minds to change, ladies and gentlemen. Mm. And we can do that one verse at a time. That's the motto. <laughs> Reach one, right. teach one. And bring them right back here to the truth. All right. Well, you know, um, like I said, um, just like to welcome everybody. I see we got a few more um, viewers coming. I like to welcome y'all. You're tuning into the three-time national award-winning POET Radio. This is Hot Topic Tuesday. We're discussing the elections, your feelings, your comments about the aftermath, whatever, whatever your your you anything you want to voice about this election that just passed. You know, it's. It's it's welcome here, you know. Um, hey, um, shout out to you too, Mario the Truth Miller. 
Um, what did you got any comments? You know, type them in the threads. You know, call in, share them with us. You know, you got three people here, and we're ready to tackle the issues. <laughs> Doug, see, you you don't have anybody else saying anything on your thread? No. I, I think you and Bernard quieted everybody down. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ne- next week I'll, I'll put myself on pause for a little bit. <laughs> oh, no, it is what it is. You know, it's hot topic, you know. It's about it's about. It's about Free, free, freedom of expression, you know, get it off your chest. You know, by, the, by the time the bell, when the bell sounds, it's time to go. <laughs> <laughs> bing, 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 bing. Matt, any things you like to address? Yeah, um, I just kind of want to talk about how this election has really brought out a lot of different sides of us, but I want to look on the positive things. Um, this election produced a extremely active young voting constituency. Um, people under the age of 22 voted in this election 125% more than in the previous four elections. Like, you have to go back a minute to find this level of eligible voting from the young demographic that actively engaged in the political process. And I think that's something, because the younger generation has just a higher tolerance and um, just better morals in a lot of ways than the older generations. And that's nothing against the older generations. It's just how, you know, social rhetoric has advanced and how what social norms are. Um, so that kind of political activism seen from the young constituency is showing that the ideals and morals that we want moving forward are active and they are participating. And participation eventually leads to representation. So I think that's a real positive that we need to take away from this. And Matt, I have, um, this is my first time because I'm in the school building and I'm seeing all of these young children saying to me, Miss Whitfield, who did you vote for? Now, I don't remember in all of my years of service, I've never heard a child ask me that before on election day. So I think the media has played a really good role in inspiring them to be interested and wanted to know more about it, and if they were old enough, they probably would have participated. And so I think one good thing Trump has probably done for our youth is, like you said, to want them to get more involved, not just our 18-year-olds, but our 10-year-olds, 11-year-olds, 12-year-olds, you know? Because they will one day be 18. I was actually, actually, um, once a week, um, we, we Skype and talk to my little nieces back in Green Bay, and the fun, it was, it was, it was sad, but it was kind of hilarious to me that my niece, I don't even, I don't think, her name's Lila, I don't think she's even, she, I don't know if she's five years old yet. And she was kind of sad, and, and her dad said, well, tell, tell, um, um, tell TT and we why you, why you said it. She said, because Hillary didn't win. And, you know, that kind of, as a kid, you know, I was like, oh, but then in reality, I was like, wait a minute. What the hell does she even know about this? She's okay. She's eight years old, and I'm just like she said. I didn't want Trump to win, and I'm just like it's a trickle so far down that little bitty kids have are being affected. Are are speaking? I'm just like wow. This is this is something else. She's eight years old, and she was upset because Donald Trump won. I'm just like this, and that's the generation that's coming up. And all I mean, it's just, it's just, it's crazy, man. This election has it just flip flopped the entire nation. Period. It was one big circus. That's what it was. One big circus. And I do. You absolutely had to feel masqueraded with him. I have to agree with you, Dubs. Um, the whole it felt like a circus. It really did. It was kind of like, are are we are we for real right now? Like. We got 260 million eligible citizens, and these are the two we come up with. Like we couldn't do any better than this. So it, it did feel like a circus. It felt like two people that were just picked. It wasn't. It, it didn't feel. Besides, especially when Bernie lost. Like I was. I'll be honest. I've caucused for Bernie. I was supporting him. That's who I wanted to be my president. 
And after he dropped, like, after the DNC committee picked Hillary Clinton, it was just like, I didn't really feel represented in this election. And I've been very involved and, you know, informed in the political process since my eighth grade year. Like, I've been extremely interested in it. And this was like, I really just don't feel represented here. But I was still, you know, having these conversations with people. I'm still having conversations with people about, you know, the political process and how, you know, all of this is going to end up culminating. So I absolutely, that I'm going to reiterate, I think that's a positive we need to take from it. I I, real, I I agree with you, man. And and one one of the things that um it was she did um she, it was just brought to my attention her main reason, which this is all this was always taught to us the main reason that she didn't want Trump to win because he's a bully and her daddy always taught her not to be a bully and to stand up to bullies and every commercial that they showed with Trump I, I got to, I have to say this I was so damn tired of commercials. You could not watch a TV program without 20 commercials about Hillary, 20 about Trump, 20 about, I mean, back to back, it was just sickening. You know, I, this is the one time where it made me say, damn, I wish I was from another country because this makes us look bad. Every other country has to be standing back looking and just laughing their ass off. Yeah, they are. Britain even uh, is there. Britain actually introduced a bill on the floor of Parliament to ban Donald Trump from entering the country. <laughs> That's crazy, man. This, this man, this this election, this election has just. Oh my God! This. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, I think they bring in to, a higher uh, power, do, huh? Yeah. Uh, I think that we need to continue this topic onto <laughs> onto our next broadcast. Then we need. I think we need to get more in depth, and because we t- we all talked about how education, we talk about it all the time. How education is a key. So let's really dive down deep, and uh, we're going to do some research and educate our audiences about the actual policy and what we can legitimately be getting ready for, and have a debate on what we would change about it. There you go. I'm with that. Okay. Uh, you guys, you guys want to see your final thoughts before we sign up? Yeah. Um. I think that we need to realize that we're now in a team effort. Whether your candidate won or lost, we're in a team effort now, and we have to prevent. We have to prevent digressing seventy years, and we have to prevent race and religious-based policy. And the only way we can do that is by coming together on even more unified fronts. And, you know, to those of us who have microphones in front of us, it's now an even bigger responsibility. All right. Benita? I, I feel like this is absolutely not a time for us to be divisive. I wholeheartedly agree with you there, Matt. Um, unity is definitely going to be the key here. Because even though there's a big old stormy cloud in the White House, it doesn't mean that we can't have some good silver lining amongst us as a people. And um, and keeping in mind that <clears throat> it's not the education, it's not the the um, his perspective on life or his um, feelings about things that got him there. You know, it's um, none of those things really seem to matter. What really matters is that he was able to manipulate the system, that he was able to um, look at a group of people and and provide a group of people what a group of people wanted. And one thing we did not want, a huge group of people did not want, was Hillary being in office. So there were some who voted for him. There were some who voted against her. So if we want to make any, if we want to end the cycle of electing people with this kind of persona, then we need to start um, putting forth a good candidate. Kind of like you said, Matt, really? These are the only two people on earth they could find out of all of our people? So, you know, I think... um, 
the DNC is a huge uh, part of the problem here, that if we want to start fueling our jets on trying to do a better job, then maybe we need to get more behind the green people or get more behind, you know, ensuring that the Democratic Party actually gives us what we want. What we're having is two parties that are almost the same now. There's no such thing as left and right anymore. So anyway, that's basically my final thoughts, and I really enjoyed my first time hosting with you all, and I very much appreciate our callers tonight. I definitely got a nice little wrap in with, you know, Lord Sir over there in Wisconsin, and I hope he calls back and isn't offended by my <laughs> way. No, he's not offended. <laughs> <laughs> we, you, you, thanks a lot, Dove. See, for speaking for the brother, I appreciate. No, that's that. actually my. That's actually a relative of mine. Oh, <laughs> okay, okay. All right. Yeah. Well. Let me not take up too much time because I know we are at our final hour. Okay, what say you, Matt? Oh no, Matt's already given his final thoughts. What say you, Dove? Oh, right. I, I feel that um, we 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 have to we have to just kind of we have to re- open our eyes and realize what's done is done. And at the moment, it can't be changed. And if, if it doesn't get changed and he stay in office, we just have to realize that right now we're acting surprised. Oh, oh, the racism. Oh, he's a pig. All of those things was always around. We've been dealing with them for, for years. We've been dealing with, you know, um, pig-type pig guys that's slandering women. And if we, deal, we deal with everything that he portrayed, we've been dealing with it already. So it's nothing new. You know, all we have to do is buckle down. And like Matt said, the press, it's not just the president. It was all the other seats that was allowed to be taken over. You know, you, you can't sit back and just say, well, the president. Because the president, everybody thinks the president has the last word. No, he don't. The president don't have that much power. So we just have to realize it's just time for us to, we got we got to buckle down, be ourselves. And this racism thing, it's been out forever. The, the being a pig and the male chauvinistic thing, that's always been out. It's nothing new. We just take it, keep on living, do what we got to do, because regardless of, what, regardless of what we try to do, it's going to always be there. You're never going to get rid of it. It's always there. It's like a bad cancer. It's not going anywhere. And that's my final thought. You have been in tune to the Three-time national award-winning POET radio. This has been almost said voices behind the pen. Uh, we do so many shows that I get confused. This has been a hot topic Tuesday, and believe it or not, it's been one hot topic, you know. And I'm glad. I'm glad that I got to share with my man Matt Spasia and our new co-host Benita. Hey. Hey, hey Benita. <laughs> yeah, but um, we're glad to have you, Benita, and and. In the spirit of misconception, like she would always say, we're going to end this night with the, her famous words. Peace and love. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.